Hey. Hey. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. What if we did this for two hours? What if that's the whole podcast? Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, uh, heavy dirt. We had a very but let's go hit terrace chase and for the bit. The heavy pit. Hello. Hey guys, I'm welcome back to Two Girls One Brain Cell, where Nick and I try to count to 100. Will we be able to do it this time? Who knows? Stay tuned and find out by the end. Every episode, we should count to the number of what episode it is. <laughs> Imagine how fucking annoying that would get. That's like true fans. <laughs> oh my god do you remember that voice from my saying the other day about <laughs> well, i don't remember what it was about but i said something to the effect of like imagine doing this for 20 more years <laughs> <laughs> i want you to picture it that made me like wheeze laughing what, what we... i was like because i was like okay in 20 years i'm gonna be 44 well, what would we be talking about? And me and Claire are still just like, hey, it's your dumb bitches back <laughs> at it again. And then we're like full adults. Like Nick's still adults. unemployed. <laughs> I'm in the same apartment. <laughs> Haven't showered in 25 like, years. Literally everything is the same as like <laughs> this right now. <laughs> Including the dog crate behind you. What is that? No, that's from the shelves. From uh, Okay. Do you see how it looks like a collapsed dog crate? Yes, I don't. I don't. I don't blame you for thinking that. Is that I'm in like, your like, Is that your like little sexual thing? <laughs> you pretend to be a dog. I'm like, hey guys. Um, woof woof. Is welcome, that your fursona? Well, we know it's a hippo. Right. Uh, I'm welcoming a new member of my family. Bark. <laughs> Girl, what? What if I named a dog Bark? I do really like. What if I named animals? a dog Cat? I love that. Yeah. I think cow the dog the tiktok dog named bunny i love that <laughs> cow porcupine hedge hedgehog hedge a hedge isn't an animal <laughs> no it's short for hedgehog oh for sure yeah is that what they almost named you at the kennel yeah <laughs> where my parents picked me out when your parents picked you up from the pound <laughs> were you not just a stray wandering down the street <sighs> anyway no welcome I was. back I was Left in oh. a dumpster. I was rescued. Oh. Okay. And then my parents were looking. Um, they were they looking. Have... To, they were looking for one to rehabilitate. Do they have one of those "Who adopted who" stickers on their car? But it's they your still face. say that they're just like, "This is our son <laughs> Nick. He's a rescue." Um, <laughs> I mean, he kind of rescued us in a way. I think they say the opposite. And Nick. I'm like on a leash. <laughs> Speaking of, when I was little, when I was like, oh no. Were you a leash kid? Up until like eight years old, anytime I would go skiing with my dad and my sister, my dad would literally like have me on a leash. Like, so he would have a leash tied around his waist and it's like long. It's like at least 20 feet attached to my waist. And it was a big moment when I could When he cut the cord. When I could ski without my father's umbilical cord. But that's literally the I funniest think, image in my head. I think <laughs> the moment he realized it was time, it's time to cut that cord was um, <laughs> we, we were at Willamette Pass and 
<laughs> we were at Willamette Pass and I was skiing and I was in front of him and I for some reason fell because I was an eight-year-old going like 40 miles an hour down a mountain. What a fucking dumbass. <laughs> and so I fall and I like tumble like like comically like Tom and Jerry shit. Hell yeah. So I like tumble. I get kind of caught up in the in the in the leash. leash. <laughs> and my dad runs into me. <laughs> He like runs into my legs with his skis and, and punctures them. Flies <laughs> over me. And then I and then he starts dragging me down the mountain. It was like <laughs> I wish like smartphones had been around then so someone could have been filming that. Holy shit. Can you please find an image of you and your dad on leash skiing and then edit my face onto your dad? I want that on a fucking t-shirt, Nick. Two girls, one brain cell. I'm going to edit your face onto mine on the leash once you start renting from my dad. (laughs) Once he becomes your landlord. Yeah, tell him to become my landlord March 1st. Anyway, um, hi. Welcome back. Hello. This is your favorite podcast, Two Girls, One Brain Cell. Don't get it confused with your favorite This is your favorite podcast. Two Girls, One Brain Cell. This is your favorite podcast. This is... Only audio, unless you're watching it on YouTube, in which case it's not only audio. There is another element to it. My face um, but is here. This, this is your favorite podcast. This is the podcast that you've rated five stars. This is the podcast you've subscribed to. This is the podcast followed on Spotify. you might be a patron for. This is the podcast where you might be like, you know, I'll give $2 a month. And that, okay, $2 a month averages out to you're paying 50 cents for an episode. Yeah, listen here, fuckers. $2 and we usually a put out like 90 minutes change. of 90 minutes of content a week. You're getting at least one feature film from us every week. <laughs> like <laughs> give us 50 fucking cents. <laughs> God damn it. Or if you're feeling I'm gonna, crazy, I'm going to slit your neck. If you're yeah. feeling crazy and you crazy. want me to get a new laptop screen and perhaps abandon my moldy mold infested apartment or if you want clary to buy my laptop off of me if you want to help with any of these sad depressing endeavors in our lives mm-hmm. um i we would also have personal venmos uh, personal venmos or we do if have you're a five one of those people here on our vent on our patreon if that interests you as well do we cover if all you're... of the do we cover all the housekeeping if you're one of those people nope. who's just like what am i gonna do with those five hundred dollars um directly i don't know directly to me that's my rent please help a direct wire payment please um no quick another house thing about housekeeping if you can leave a review on itunes those genuinely tangibly help us and they make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside but most importantly it tells the apple podcast algorithm like oh people really like this podcast so we should show it to more people who are, you know, listening to similar things. So, you know, if you want to leave a quick review, someone literally left a review that was like 90% the eggplant emoji. It doesn't, it can be low effort. We don't mind. <laughs> I don't, I don't need much, much effort put into this. Yeah. I was. You could even like criticize us in the review as long as it's five stars. Yeah. I don't care what um, you say. So five stars is subs- what matters. 
subscribe, unsubscribe, then resubscribe. I don't know if that works. <laughs> <laughs> Try it out. Who knows? Yeah, but who knows? Just what's most important here is that the sooner you start subscribing, rating, reviewing, mm-hmm. downloading, also download it on Apple Pods. Yeah, if you're downloading on Apple Pods actually... That helps more than streaming for some reason. I'm not totally sure why. And Lord knows, I assume most of you have more storage on your phone than me. So (laughs) there's no excuses anymore. But the sooner you do all these things and start listening to us and do our bidding, the sooner we can stop giving this annoying ass spiel at the Literally. top of every episode. If you're annoyed, I'm personally annoyed that I have to do this. So yeah, I would I don't get on have it. To, I don't want to have to fucking beg you for 50 cents an episode. Why but are we look being where mean? we are. Let's be nice to them. And why is that, why is that my fault? It's your fault let's, for let's, not let's giving me 50 angle. cents an episode. Let's try another angle. Hi, guys. Hi guys. You're all beautiful. You're all you're so really wonderful. valid. Um, I just want to thank everyone who's been <laughs> listening so far. It's been a really humbling moment for me in Girl, my life, creatively and personally. And <laughs> this ego just Clary's like, this has been the bigger. biggest ego boost of my life. <laughs> my ego was small but mighty at the beginning of 2020, and we ended 2020 with an inflated sense of self. Thank um, you. What I would love to see is if you're like i don't know with your roommate or something or you're with your grandma and your mom or someone who doesn't even know what a fucking podcast is just quickly steal their phone open up the app subscribe and follow us (laughs) great idea and film yourself doing it tag us on instagram we'll share it also i just want to say that anytime i see someone post on their story that they're listening to this clusterfuck and share it it warms my soul into another dimension like it's not even an ego boost it's more of just a warm fuzzy oh my god it's the best it makes me happy that like something that's bringing us joy and that we're putting like a lot of work into despite what it sounds like we do put a lot of work into this (laughs) it makes me so happy that like people are getting enjoyment out of that so just thank you for sharing it and thank you for enjoying it it's very sweet I do want to quickly, real quick, still in housekeeping. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, keep sweeping the floor, baby. <sighs> Swiffer, Swiffer. Get the Windex. Dust. Windex corner. So sound effects aren't your thing, and listen, they're not everybody's thing. <laughs> pew pew. That's my Windex. <laughs> they were just gonna make cleaner noises, and you guys need to guess what they are. Okay, what's this? Four oh nine. Oh my god. <laughs> A bottle of bleach. Um, <laughs> That's glug, glug, glug. Well, some very exciting news, especially if you've been uh, a week one listener. We love you guys so much. We've gotten... So, okay, over the course of the podcast life so far, so it's been five months now? It's been 22 weeks, I can tell you that oh much. Oh my god, it's been five months. If you're a young mother, you could tell me <gasps> how many weeks that is in month time. So it's been five months. Wow. And over that time, half of our half of all of our listens have been in the last two weeks. What the fuck? Which is crazy. <laughs> it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. But um pretty much I do just want to say like just I remembered I had something I wanted to say at the end of housekeeping if that's cool. Of course. Thank you. Uncut. So I do just want to say, like, clearly this is blowing up. Clearly um, 
this is going to be the next big thing. By the end of 2021, we're going to be like a top 10. So Maybe like, why don't you join with Jeff Bezos for richest people in the world? He is no country. longer Amazon CEO. What? Look at our story. I posted about it. So our man is no longer the Amazon CEO. So we might, I don't know, we might be on an upswing here in terms of like, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it. Knock on wood. What, but is we he, will he's be gonna... the next richest people on earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, him stepping down, what does that mean? Like, is he going to start, like, Venmoing everybody a million dollars to say sorry for hoarding? Like, is that what's happening? Because I will individually send him my Venmo. He still has all the Amazon stock, you know, like, stepping down, like, doesn't... And, like, that's where, like, 99% of his wealth is, is in the stock. So Listen, I don't, I don't know what know. the fuck stock is. I don't know how it works. I don't... I mean, you could... It's one of those things that you could explain it to me, and I'd be like, great, what... I was the same way, and then I listened to the Dailies episode about the GameStop thing, Ooh, okay. and I was like, oh, okay, I have about a 20% understanding now, which is better than what it was. Okay, I'll listen. <laughs> I do love the Dailies. Um, they, they do it in like a, you know, very accessible way, which is uh, good. But last thing for housekeeping. So sorry that this has been a 10-minute corner. We, um, <laughs> we were... <laughs> We were at one point in the past week, <laughs> the the number 20 comedy podcast in Peru. <laughs> oh, I, I feel don't like know. I'm going to cry. I feel like we've only talked about this over text. We haven't actually like looked at each other talking about it. And I feel like I might cry. Oh, and I don't know how competitive of a market <laughs> the Peru comedy podcast is. <laughs> Um, but that was exciting. So thank you to any listeners in Peru. Tell your friends about it in Lima, if that's where you are. Um, only if you're in Lima. Only if you're in Lima. But what <laughs> my <laughs> my friend Janessa, <laughs> my friend Janessa was like, "What if what if they don't know what you're saying at all, and they just use it as ASMR?" <laughs> If you're using this as like, oh my god, what if like? There's so many better options. I promise. What if like anti ASMR is a thing and people like want to listen to like ear blood and this is That's that for them? Slightly, how I feel about mukbang, mukbang, whatever. Yeah, I, that is so deeply unpleasant to me. I uh, it's just I, the, I don't want to I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see it. It's just the concept of eating that much food in one sitting that is like eating disorder um, alarms or just like it's like wee wee wee. Like get out! Yeah, I, I like. I don't want to watch Nikocado Avocado, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Eat like five pounds of spaghetti or whatever. Oh, he's like, like I the just, whole thing. I don't really even want to get into that. Yeah, psychiatrist. Okay. Anyways, so we were top twenty in Peru, but we were also a top two hundred comedy podcast in Spain, the Netherlands, and Belgium. Okay, remember what Hello. I said. <laughs> I love your waffles. <laughs> okay, we made it into the top 200 somewhere. Do we have to post episode one? The real episode one? I think it was heavily implied we were talking about the U.S. charts, but we'll talk about it. Okay, so. We'll think about it. Pick up the pace, guys. Come on. I was thinking about it. We actually have a few unreleased episodes. We have like three. I feel like the other two aren't very good. <laughs> probably not. Those ones would probably be a patron dump. Um. So go subscribe to Patreon if you want that great content. If you want that mediocre shit. Uh. 
So yeah, big shout out to Spain, Belgium, Peru, especially. What the and fuck? the Netherlands and the Netherlands. I, Amsterdam is one of my favorite cities in the world, and oh, I go. I've never been to Belgium, never been to Spain, never been to Peru. But honestly, you guys are knowing, the first places we're knowing going. That we, like, have those fans there makes me feel like I've been there. Those you know, are like, the I first like countries right that we are going to when we take this shit international and start doing an international tour after Sydney. Of course, we need to do our first live show at the Sydney Opera House. Sydney Opera House, because you know, shoot for the moon. And then after that, Peru, we're coming to you. Imagine if we did that. We performed for like ten people at the Sydney Claire, Opera House. I, <laughs> we're like fifty thousand dollars in debt from renting it out. <laughs> We're like, it's funny. <laughs> we're like, we're, we're going into debt for the bit. Um, I have one more well, thing. Well, actually, I'm going to cut this. Yeah. If we ever actually do a live show, what I would give to do one at the Holt Center. That would oh. be so fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you know what? Little Paxi packs, you're coming with us. Oh, yeah. We're like, we can bring this, right? No, you and I are taking a Delta 8 as we walk on stage. <laughs> it's going to be all... <laughs> we're gonna be like hello <laughs> we're like D-. i'm like look under your seats <laughs> you all have a delta eight okay can i say another housekeeping thing for me of course okay i this is this is a joint podcast thank you <laughs> half and half um, a couple things i wanted to touch on okay. um number one i got a surprising amount of response like personally about Mm -hmm. the shopping addiction stuff and like eating disorder stuff i talked about last time i also got some texts about the eating disorder stuff yeah it was really nice like i Mm -hmm. am glad i'm really happy that it like resonated with people and i am happy that it sparked a conversation and like those are things i feel like i'm always like scared to talk about just because like it can be super triggering for people, mm-hmm. which is so valid. And it's also just like hard to talk about because sometimes yeah. I just don't always have like have the best words for explaining mm-hmm. how I feel about something. But I'm really glad I got to talk about that. And I just, yeah. if it can resonate with anyone, I feel like I'm doing something right. So we're definitely going to do a full episode on it at some point in the future. Once um, I get diagnosed. <laughs> Once, once Claire gets professional help. Um, oh my God! The once Claire goes to therapy special edition. Woo! You walk in first day. You're just like, um, do you mind if I record this? Imagine me going to therapy and I'm like, hi, so nice to meet you. I have a podcast. Um, I'm gonna need you to mic up real quick. Put a lav on her. Literally. <laughs> like I'm just like stringing it down the back her of her shirt. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I'd like to mention. This is now officially the second time this has happened that I forget sometimes that people listen to this podcast, even though Nick repeatedly sends me screenshots of numbers and statistics. I'm like, oh, every day I'm just like, this is where we're at. This is how many listens this episode has. This is our trajectory. This is our average growth. Um, Actually, I do want to say our average growth for the podcast, like overall per week, we average a 60% increase That's in listenership sexy. Fuck. which is crazy fuck me pussy yeah uh. <laughs> us acting like <laughs> it has nothing to do with Lindsay. not at all <laughs> only yeah. us only us in our comedy 
Her latest video is doing really well. And her video? Definitely. It's I said her video. Oh. Her video is doing really well. And it's definitely because. I put a screenshot the, of it on my story. <laughs> it's definitely because she came on the pod and we, you know, told our listeners about her tiny little channel. <laughs> Teeny tiny. Yeah. Uh, her itty bitty channel. Why is this podcast just like a Lindsay Rem fan page? <laughs> We're like weekly Lindsay recap. So what like, you missed Lindsay on Corner? Lindsay's channel. <laughs> I'm like, so if you guys like, were so too Lindsay lazy released, to watch. Lindsay released her favorite things. Um, okay, but I uh, just somehow, oh my God, I feel like every week we record, I black out what happened. You do. And then somehow like something I say gets referenced and I'm like, what? What? And I'm like, oh, I said that. Like, I literally do not remember what happens. I don't know if it's like I'm being hypnotized by the little sound waves in audition and I'm just like, <laughs> however, I have now twice told a story about a man specifically on this podcast thinking he'll never listen and then been contacted by him directly and been like, oh, he listened. Two different men. Two, two different separate men. men. Two separate occasions. Clear. Two separate episodes. Th- wait, three times. What's three? Polenta man. Who's two? Oh, <laughs> who was two in my head? I don't know. What? Were you thinking it was Josh? I could, the thing about Josh, and no. I'm going to get more into this, this episode, because I know we are talking about unrequited love, but the unrequited. thing with Josh, I could knock on his door and be like, hey, I talked about when we made out on my birthday, and he would say, huh? Like, that's what communicating hmm. with him was like. <laughs> However. He sounds hot. <laughs> I love my top. No. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That's how they all. That's how they all talk. They're just like, "Uh yeah. (laughs) I don't know what I want to say. That I just wish long ago I had started handing out contracts to every man I slept with and made them sign something that said, "Might talk about this on a podcast in a couple years," and you're okay with that, you know? Kind of like a little NDA (laughs) type of thing. Yeah, because they would never take it seriously. I think they would. You've met me. They would be like, they'd be like, I mean, not if you presented it as a joke. You're just like, no, nah, we have to sign this contract. That's true. And they're just like, uh, LOL. That's how you do contract stuff. You got to trick them. Yeah. I mean, that's how I approach everything. Remember when I had to sign an, an NDA at my job early, at my last job? At Salad Bar? At Salad Bar. Why was I trying to be like secretive about that? Remember <laughs> my I had previous to... place of employment. Remember when my ex-employer slash <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome abuser made me sign an nda <laughs> and then shit got really weird over the summer yeah i recall what the was that fuck? because of um the shit from that instagram account no i don't think he ever knew no. about that honestly i didn't want to <laughs> tell him because i didn't want to poke the bear that's so funny um well oh god it's so funny the stuff oh my god it never mind real quick back to mm-hmm. talking about eating disorder stuff hell yeah um, my favorite content well for me i don't talk i like i I don't have any disorder, so I when I when I say that I'm not talking about myself. Um, but I do have serious body image issues, and hey, so I don't like talking about that with anybody. When I started seeing my new therapist when I moved to LA, um, like a year and a half ago, like first session, I was just like, well, these are like kind of general themes <laughs> and like things I want to be working on. Blah blah blah. I said like. I have really bad body image issues. It's like terrible and like brings up a lot of shame. There's a whole bunch of, I was like, there's a lot going on there. 
but I need you to know that I hate talking about it and I will not want to talk about it. I won't want to bring it up, but I need you to bring it up with me and like talk to me about it because I need to talk about this. But I'm just letting you know that like I hate talking about it. And the reason I hate talking about it is because I think this will probably resonate with a lot of people. But I, I everything feel, you've said already resonates with me. So <laughs> I feel like, oh, and I also I had this with my previous therapist as well. Um, I had it a bit more so with him, I would say, but I don't like talking about it because I feel like all of a sudden, as soon as I say I have body image issues or like I start talking like in specific detail. About I know where this things, is going. I feel like they're suddenly analyzing my body and looking at me mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I want to not, I don't perceive me. <laughs> That's why doing a podcast is right. I'm just a disembodied voice. Have you ever but, gone to therapy wearing your comfy? So you're like, you can't see my body. Well, that's the thing. So I, this is how I am in therapy. I sit down on the couch and I grab a pillow and I put it in front of me and I sit like this. Thank you for the live demonstration. So I fully, for, for those of you who can't, who aren't Clarette. Have you ever wrapped a pillow in your arms and held it like a teddy bear? Like specifically over your midsection? That's what I do. And it's, yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. And I mean, it should, but it shouldn't be. I shouldn't be embarrassed about it. But so if you see I also, Nick I also it, feel yeah, embarrassed about it. Because, point it like, out, bully him. If you see me shame in public, um, shame me, please. <laughs> it's the only way I can get better. <laughs> Desensitize well, I feel, him. I, I also feel embarrassed and shamed and ashamed about talking about it because, and I guess this goes oh, with everything I talk about in the therapy, but it's always like, there are people who have it worse than me. So I feel like I don't have a right to complain. And that's Ooh. also so not true. Everyone's everyone's pain is valid <laughs> I, but, but i'm serious like it you're like i need <laughs> I, this is one of my favorite things i hate the notion that you can't be sad because someone has it worse you are allowed to experience your emotions and experience sadness and whatever range of emotions that is like without comparing it to someone who has it worse that's all that's like being happy and being like, well, I guess I can't be happy because someone's happier than me. Like, what are we all just going to feel neutral constantly? Fuck or that. I can't feel happy because someone's feeling sad. So it's wrong of me to feel happy because it's you offensive to the feeling. sad people. <laughs> <laughs> I Not identify to offend as a sad the person. sad community. Um, but also pain and like being upset, being sad, whatever, all the stuff that we're talking about, it doesn't exist on like a spectrum. You know, it's not like, like saying someone has it worse. It's like, do they? Because you can't really compare it. One of my favorite ways of explaining it is like for someone who's like, let's just say like been alive for less or longer than someone else. The person who's been alive longer is going to have like experienced more. So like for the younger person, I guess young and older words I could use too. Like, for the younger person, like, stubbing their toe may be, like, the worst they've ever been through. But that's still the worst thing they've experienced. Mm -hmm. Whereas the older person has experienced, like, death and, like, depression and, like, real trauma. And, I mean, I know those, like, aren't the two examples that are usually being compared. But, like, if you really dumb it down, like, Mm -hmm. those are still two pains these people are feeling on their own, like, personal spectrums. I feel like the spectrum is more personal and less 
like across the board. If that makes sense. Kyle made this exact argument that you're making in. I take it back. In a class senior year. And I remember being mm. like, oh my God, you're so smart. Oh my God, are you going to like fall in love with me now? What if I start playing Blackbird? <laughs> we should end the podcast. Anyway. It will never be funnier than that. Let <laughs> <laughs> me fake playing the acoustic guitar. And us just being like. Okay. This isn't funny. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, but no, that that's why babies like cry all the start, fucking time. Start screaming and sobbing over being hungry or being tired or whatever, because <sighs> that's the worst thing they've ever been through. Having a diaper full of shit. <laughs> yeah, like I'd be so- I'd be screaming too on the aff. But. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, me just speeding down I-5 with a diaper, the diaper full, full of, of shit. shit. <laughs> and I'm like, ah! <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> oh. No, but that's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. period. What were you saying before I got on this? Body image? Sorry, you Hello? cut out. I didn't, I didn't hear any of that. What were you saying before this? Something about body image? Just about body image and being embarrassed and, um... Yeah, so it's, like, something that I'm hesitant to even talk about on the podcast or even, like, say that I have body image issues. Even saying, like, saying that feels so, like, extreme and vulnerable for me that, you know, like, like I get nervous because I'm like, ooh, then people are going to look at my body <laughs> as if, like, as if people don't already, you know. But But it's, like, if I say, oh, I'm insecure about my shoulders, which I'm not. But if I was like, I'm insecure about my shoulders, then it's like everyone's staring at my shoulders. So talk about things you are secure about and pretend you're insecure about them. There you go. And like, like I'm insecure hair. about my beautiful facial features. I'm just like really insecure <laughs> about like. About my tight pussy. <laughs> about my massive cock. Like it's just really difficult having oh, a beautiful God. penis <laughs> in this world where like I just feel so ashamed for it. <laughs> It's really hard having like these massive bouncy pecs. Oh my god. I just and feel this... like when people think about mental illness. In my, in my cavernous six pack. <laughs> Especially with mental illnesses and like body image centered mental mm-hmm. illness. So like eating disorders and anything that falls into that umbrella. Yeah. I just feel like <laughs> food body (laughs) i know that the people are saying especially these days like anorexia and like bulimia don't look a certain way yeah oh yeah however i think that when you hear the word anorexic you picture someone who is emaciatedly skinny i think of that that youtube girl who i thought you said i think of you and i was like no no no. oh my god (laughs) i was like ouch (laughs) no i think of that i I don't know what her name is that yes eugenia o'neill Yeah, I think of her, and anorexia is not a body type. It's a mental disorder. Yeah. It's not. It's like it's not how someone looks. It's someone's behavior and mental state as it relates to their perception of themselves and their relationship with food. It's not like yeah. it's not like you have, if you're under eighty pounds, you're anorexic. Like that's not the metric. I guess I was. Just Although, if say you're under eighty pounds, please see a doctor. Unless you're a child yeah. or three feet tall. Um. I was just going to say that (laughs) it's all in his cock. Um, 
Fuck, I was just going to say that I guess when I say like, yeah, I have a difficult relationship with food and I have like some disordered eating tendencies, I'm yeah. scared that the next time, like my first thought in my brain is like, okay, well, if I tell this person that the next time they like see me eating something, they're going to mm. think X, Y, and Z about me. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, I can't fucking, I just don't want to draw attention to my eating whatsoever. Don't talk about what I'm eating. Don't yeah. point it out. Don't, just don't, just don't. I, but at the I same get that. time, I, I love talking too. about food. I'm like, I want to hear about recipes and fun Well, talking stuff. about it's different than eating in front of something. Because, I mean, I, I feel that way, too. Like, I, I've talked about this, like, with my roommates. So I've talked about it with Mossimo and Dan. Just, like, having body image issues and, like, having a... Penis? Not a plus relationship with food. And, you know, and we all live together. So anytime I eat something that's not, like... <laughs> celery sticks that's not like a kale salad with like a quarter of a banana or whatever anytime meal. i'm not like yeah um it's so good guys no anytime i'm not having something like that or if i like if i'm eating a pe peanut butter m&ms which i fucking love if i'm eating something like that and they're there i'm just like oh they probably think really poorly of me because like they know i have these problems and I'm clearly like not taking care of myself, blah, 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 which is so one, not a gracious interpretation of their thoughts because of course they don't think that like they love me. They like people don't think about you anywhere near as you think they do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also, it's pure projection. I'm projecting like my shame onto them. I'm like externalizing it. And Woo! Yeah, anyways, <laughs> LOL, when we were like, we'll have a whole episode on this. Um, but we will, I promise. And then we dedicated a whole 30 minutes to it. But that's not this. <laughs> With my future therapist. <laughs> but that's not this week. No, no. So I do want to talk about. <laughs> I had like. Are you going to call me out? <laughs> no, I had. <laughs> Once again, Claire, not everything's about you. No, I. <laughs> a little bit. I had like a recovered memory a few weeks ago. While I was trying to fall asleep, my mind was just racing. And then this shit just like surfaced where I was like, fuck. <laughs> all this, like all this stuff came up from like when I was little, when I was like a kid that I fully blocked out. Were you so on I a got, leash? So I got my... <laughs> was it all your leash memories? Mentally, yes. No. Sure. So I, so I, so I turned on my phone and I go into the notes app and I just write in all caps at like 2 a.m. Nick pathological liar. Oh, I'm going to pass away now. Goodbye. <laughs> Taking my packs to the grave. Goodbye. Okay. I'm sorry. Woo! Without hearing anything about this, the thought of yeah. you being a path. Okay. You got it, girl. I really almost said pathological. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's valid. The like... When you said Nick pathological liar, I was like, yep, checks out. Like, I could see you being a pathological Fuck, I did it again. A pathological liar child. You know what I mean? I just, I like see that. I didn't really know <laughs> you as a kid. Can you go into more detail <laughs> about why you think things? Well, okay. I'm, now I'm going to get make it sad. I just know that like you were insecure and bullied. And I feel mm -hmm. like that makes sense for someone who's being picked on to like have a little like fantasy escape almost. And then just start, like, lying about weird shit because they, like, want to, like, be special or, like, have a, like, different life, I guess. Did I just, like, therapize you? I'm sorry. Don't apologize. 
that's entirely correct and i've and i had done zero analysis of that that's, it's because I'm really into pathological. <laughs> it's because Claret is a licensed psychiatrist. Claret Smith, LLC. <laughs> you can find Contact me at Claret Smith. <laughs> you can find me at Claret Smith, pathological liar, LLC.com at gmail. Dot pathological logical. <laughs> dot pathological. <line>. <laughs> <laughs> dot um, dot gov. So, so with that psychoanalysis, something specific, like a specific memory that came up, and this actually has to do with one of our patrons. Uh, <laughs> she'll know who she is. I know who it is. Yeah, whatever. Um, it's the only patron that went to middle school with me. Ah! Uh, We're looking at you, Teresa Grant. I don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. John Sims. <laughs> All of our patients were actually just like our childhood bullies. All just oh back. my god! And I'm like, look how the tables have turned. Oh, the fucking turns of a table. Yeah, look <laughs> how the flips have tabled. So I was in middle school at Roosevelt. I was about to say what street it was. On. I, why was I too? I was like 24th Avenue. I'm familiar. So I was at Roosevelt, the now um, demolished building. <laughs> <laughs> And a significantly more beautiful one has been resurrected mere feet away. <laughs> fellow fellow listener, Hazel, who is a year older than me and also went to Roosevelt, she was like, honestly, I feel like all previous students should have had the opportunity to like take a sledgehammer to the building. And I'm like, you know, T. Anyways. I, I think that's very true. If, ooh, yeah, if you're high school or middle school... Or elementary school are being demolished. I think you should be invited. We go to big little school with a flamethrower. Girl, I drive by big little school on the way home from work almost every day. And I'm Aww. like, hello, thank you for my career. I just think if your school is being demolished and you attended that place of, I almost said imprisonment ever, <laughs> I think you should just be allowed like one sledgehammer swing in your like room, courtyard, mm-hmm. bathroom, mm-hmm. locker area of choice to like get out the trauma. Terry Wilson's ancient civilizations classes, sixth grade. Why I do would... I know about that class? Ew. Because I was like, oh yeah. Because it was the worst class I've ever had in my life. I would be taking a big fat sledgehammer That's a lie, but... to the theater teacher's office at Thurston. Mm. I'd be mm-hmm. breaking breaking shit down. Woo! Breaker suicide tub. Anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> yes, you're just like I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna break okay. into her house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a threat. I'm like, I'm like Clary, this isn't part of the exercise. <laughs> and like, and then I would slit her throat, <laughs> and gut her like a fish, and take her teeth and make a necklace. Okay, so sixth grade, Roosevelt Middle School, Twenty Fourth Street, Eugene, Oregon. I'm. Standing outside, waiting for something. I don't know. Maybe I was walking home that day. I DK. I was outside, and I was hanging with... I wasn't hanging with. I was just, like, <laughs> in the vicinity of these people I wanted to be friends with. I had no friends in sixth grade. <laughs> I have such a I vivid had, image in my head. I had... <laughs> well, my... The mental image I just wrote was, like... Me as I am now outside Roosevelt with like a little backpack, like standing next to like a group of kids, like mm, I want to be part of their club. Oh my God. There's a bug on my screen. 
Um, anyway, so I'm sitting next to this group, and I like wanted to be friends with them so bad, but I was also so fucking weird, and they were like really mean to me. If you're listening and you were in that group, I hold zero anything about it. Do you not worry. It. Don't don't text me about it. We are all good. Like everyone was a trash human being until age 22, and some even after. Yep. So I'm standing next to this group of girls, and I do not know how this came up, but I was like texting maybe my mom from my. Razor, yeah, and being like, pick me up or something. And Dorlanda, get the minivan. <laughs> it's like Dorlanda, roll up in the Jeep. And one of the girls <laughs> in this group was like, Who are you texting? Oh, no. <laughs> what did you say, Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber? Was it a celebrity that you said? Your okay, grandma, so your grandma who's f- dying. So I fully lie about who, who I'm texting. So, Clara, I'm going to give you three guesses on who 12-year-old Nick was lying about texting. Is it the person you're texting or the reason you're texting them the funny part? The person. Okay. Um, you were either texting your girlfriend. <laughs> you were texting uh, Kate Brown. <laughs> the governor. <laughs> yeah, I said what I said. Um, or like... Wait, what Our the- drag king. <laughs> Um, like your uncle, something weird as shit like that. I said I was texting. I'm so scared. My little sister. What? For those of you new to the pod, for those of you who don't know me, I do not have a younger sister. (laughs) I am the youngest child of two. There is no one underneath. You were in sixth grade, meaning your little sister was fucking how old? My fourth grade sister. I'm like, hey, slut. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bitch. So they're like, who are you texting? And I'm like, my sister. And they're like, oh, like your sister who goes to South. And I'm like, no, my younger sister. Olivia is mere blocks away at South Eugene High School. I'm like, Nick, what the fuck? I, I could have been like, I just texted my mom to pick me up. I could have said that. Nothing would have been weird about it. But instead I said, I'm texting my little sister. And they were like, you don't have a little sister. And I was like, yeah, I do. And they're like, what's her name? And I'm no. like, Sarah. I was so indignant about that. And also one of the girls' name was Sarah. So I said, my little sister, Sarah. And they said, you don't have a little sister named Sarah. And I was like, yeah, I do. And they said, why haven't you ever talked about her? And I was like, maybe I have. Maybe you just didn't hear. You were like ready to die on this hill. And there are are countless other stories like that where I just lie and make things up for no good reason at all. Up until like up until like high school, like end of high school. I was I was making up some shit. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, I just had a weird memory. So this episode is dedicated to my little sister, Sarah. <laughs> May she rest in peace. May her memory be a blessing. She tragically passed away a few years ago. What if I actually did have a little sister named Sarah when I was like three, but she died and my parents are just keeping it from me? <laughs> and like one day I like uncover photos. You find her body in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> you find her. Nora, Nora's chewing on a bone. <laughs> 
you find her? And I'm like, Sarah! (laughs) (laughs) I have this memory of, oh my god, okay. I must have been late elementary school, like fifth grade. My mom had this friend who had a daughter my age and then another daughter my brother's age. And so we like had play dates and stuff when we were little, but... I want to say they, like, didn't even live in the States. Like, we only saw them sometimes. They ended up moving to Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I, like, for some reason had a sleepover with the girl who was my age. And, like, I did not know her that well. But I vividly remember. I love she, when parents do that. They're I, like, they're the same age. <laughs> we, had, we were having fun. I remember yeah, I thought okay. she was really cool because all the framed photos in their house were all black and white. And I was like, they're fancy. When in reality, it's like, that was, like, the live, laugh, love sign of 2005. Like... That's so boring. Can you imagine only having black and white photos? I I think I've said this before, but I feel like I grew up. I would never even say it out loud. And if my mom's listening to this, very sorry, because mm. it was weird, but I didn't. Sometimes I was like, ugh, I wish I had like a cookie cutter house and like a cookie cutter life. And oh. like, like I, I like wished that my family lived in like a developed community where it was like all the houses were the same. Which is so weird. That's so but not you either. No. That's so funny. Mm-mm. Like, it's just so funny how I like turned out to be very the opposite and have like yeah. very similar taste to my mom. Whatever. Anyway, I'm at the sleepover. And at some point I realized, I think the girl was actually a year older than me, which pertains because I feel like she was like using this, like I'm older and like I'm in fourth grade and you're in third grade. So like you don't know this yet. But she kept talking about, like, very specific facts and stuff, like, weird shit. Like, did you know that jellyfish live for seven years, eight months, and ten days? And at some point, she had done this. They actually live for, like, thousands of years. Good. I hope they do. Good for them. I mean, they do, in fact, live for seven years. They just live a little longer. (laughs) At some point, I remember thinking, like, I'm getting bored just having to say no to all these. I'm going to start playing along. So I started just saying yes to some of the weird facts she would ask me. She'd be like, did you know that polar bear's toenails can grow up to a foot long? And I'd be like, yeah, I did know that. And I would just like essentially like riff with this girl. I was like, yeah, I learned that in the fucking polar bear unit in school. Hell yeah. And I just like went with it because I was bored of saying no to all her stupid fact questions. I'm going to say that's different because she no, sounds it's like very she was different. being really fucking irritating. Holy crap. Are you kidding me? I'd be like, actually, they grow to a foot and three centimeters. So let's get our facts right. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then she shit in my underwear and wrote my name in it. It was weird. What? Wait, Chloe, that happened to me too. Um, That was a very insightful analysis of why I was a pathological liar. You're I'm welcome. thinking about that and I'm like, oh my God, that was so true. Because I was pathologically lying about my sexuality for, you know, quite some time. So. Are you going to come out as straight today? <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, that was the level of pathological liar I was? I was like, I'm actually straight. My name is Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met a straight guy named Nick, so fair. But, yeah, I mean, it was, like, constant. Like, oh, my God. Do you remember? No. Do you I remember didn't. in middle school and high school, like, the, like, probably gay person in school or people in school uh-huh. who would be asked constantly, are you gay? Do you remember that? Um, I think what you're asking me is, Claire, when you were dating Connor, did people ask you every day, is Connor gay? And you would say, no, we're dating. 
And you would even say sometimes, I get asked all the time if Connor's gay. It's so weird. Anyways, yes. Did it I, happen in like middle school? It happened. Not as with soon Connor as, specifically, but. Um, like, do you remember the that happening like, in general? I mean, he's the only like case I remember. Oh. <laughs> case. Well, it was, it, it felt like at least five times a month. I'd be About like, so you? are you, are you gay? Oh, you would ask people. No, I would be asked. Oh, that. got it. For sure. For sure. For sure. And I would just say like, no, no. Everyone says that. No, no. I just act gay. No. People just think that. No. I just love no. to suck dick. No, no. No. Well, and also for a while, I had kind of convinced myself I wasn't as well. So that was the whole thing where I, <laughs> I'd i be like, no, I'm not gay. Like, I'm attracted to men and, you know, like sexually and like they whatever, like. I mean that's all true, but like you know, I'm like I'm not gay. I would fully have that thought. Girl, me denying being bi. And then in seventh grade, beginning of seventh grade, I was like, you know, I think I'm probably just bi. You know, I'm like that's fine. And then three weeks later, I was like, so I'm actually gay. <laughs> I was homesick from school one day, and I was alone reading a book for class. Did you say sucking Jesus' dick? I said you saw Jesus' dick. Oh. <laughs> and I was reading this book called Dairy Queen. And I literally said I'm gay to myself, like, out loud. And it was so dramatic, but also very touching. But it was so dramatic. Where Were I you trying to be like, an episode of Glee? I was... Uh, Glee hadn't come out yet. Um, oh. Out of the closet. <laughs> no, Glee hadn't come out yet. But I... And neither had I. And I was just laying on the couch reading this book. And then I put the book down and I was like, I am. And then genuinely a two minute pause. Oh my God. And then I said gay. (laughs) I had an ex-boyfriend who would call me at three in the morning after we broke up while I was still in high school and he was not. And he would leave me drunk voicemails at three in the morning. (laughs) He was in elementary school, okay? He was 10, okay? Okay. Almost 11. And you were 15, so it's fine. So it's okay. He would leave me drunk voicemails. And one time, the most absurd one, it was like three minutes long. And I got it. Ooh. It was opening night of Rabbit Hole. My phone, like, weirdly glitched because the voicemail must have sent at three in the morning. But I didn't get the notification until like six o'clock that night when I was getting ready for the play. And I was like, oh, what? I have a missed call from Chris and a voicemail. And it came in like this was that morning. His name? Oh, that yeah. was his name. Okay. I, I don't care. Okay. Sure. Hi, Chris. Um, he's not listening. He's going to DM me tomorrow. And the voice memo. Sorry, <laughs> I thought you learned your lesson. You're like, he doesn't listen. I'm like, I think they all do. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in fear. They all live in fear. As they should. Gotta keep him in check. I wish I had men to expose. <laughs> okay, but the voice memo, voicemail. Um, I don't remember the gist of it, but I remember the climax went a little something like this. I just need to tell you that I... Never I can't mind. Do, I can't do this. Oh, God. Oh. And I was like, all right, we'll be oh, dealing no, with this no, later. No, 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 Threw my phone in my bag and was like, let's channel that emotion and put on a play. <laughs> Uh, I must have been there that night because I think I saw it opening night. I think so. 
It was, was so, so dramatic. I quite literally like fell to the ground in the hallway when the voice memo came in. I was like, oh, guys, you'll never guess who left me a voicemail. Something. Meanwhile, Laura is like vomiting in the bathroom and you're like, I can't deal with this right now. And I was like, why is she not talking about me? Why is she puking? You're just like, guys, we, I'm the lead. I need the focus on this. Okay. That train wreck will solve itself. <laughs> Love you, and I'm like, we've all seen Laura puke before, but have we seen me steal the spotlight? No. So I would shut our mouths and everyone's take like, a seat. yes, we have. <laughs> Many times, you narcissistic bitch. Okay, do you want to talk about angel numbers? <sighs> I, no. So, Claray, let's it. do a quick corner of like, what's been irritating you this week? <laughs> Narcissism has been irritating me. Mm. I like narcissism when it's fun. <laughs> I like it when it's I like cute. it when it's about me, but when it's about other people, it's like it's not about me, so I like don't like it. I just had a like realization <laughs> recently that I feel like there's I think there's many subsets, subcategories to these two that I'm about to talk about. What the fuck did you Just the sirens going back? No, I meant like they were coming for you. That was the joke. It was bad. Um <laughs> I feel like there's two categories of narcissists. There's uh-huh. the kind that just love themselves and, like, know they're sexy and hot and, like, it's kind of a bit. And then there's the kind mm-hmm. that... I would are... call that just confidence. Well, I call myself a, a narcissist a lot. What a, like, fine, what a fine line it is. It's fine. It's very yeah. fine. I call myself a narcissist a lot, but I'm, for the most part, joking. And I like to think that I am an empathetic person and I'm aware of other people's feelings. Okay. And that I think about others and not just myself. I think I can make some jokes and make things about myself. But I like to think I'm a pretty thoughtful human being for the mm-hmm. most part. Anyway, The other breed of narcissist just doesn't realize how self-obsessed they are and how they really truly think the world revolves around them. But you can see it. Like when you're the other person, you can see it with them, especially once you've vacated the friendship. You're, you can look back. And look at what they're doing, not as their friend, and be like, oh my god. You really think the whole world revolves around you. For example. It's like, for example. I, oh god, I don't know if I can talk about this. Just say it, and if you decide not to, we can cut it. Okay. No biggie. I saw this influencer talking today about angel numbers. And (laughs) I, if you don't know what that is, it's like a repeating number or like, 1234 because it's like one two three four you're like a special pattern in the stars whatever i think that that is as i just want to just real quick i'm so sorry that's like an actual psychological phenomenon where if you look for something you'll see it so my favorite number is 15 i feel like i see 15 everywhere Mm -hmm. it's just because i'm looking for it if my favorite number was 17 i would see that everywhere because I, you ignore the numbers that don't fit that. Well, actually, my favorite number is three thousand eight hundred and twenty-nine, so I don't really see it all that often. Actually, well, you would see it at thirty-eight twenty-nine when the clock hits thirty-eight twenty-nine. Do you have your clock in military time, you asshole? Girl, it doesn't go up to thirty-eight. It's oh. What about on the backwards days? Anyways, I actually live on Jupiter. <laughs> my days are four hundred hours. Oh, that sounds. Oh my god, can you imagine? God, I wish. We would get so much done. So much. Oh, my God. This podcast would be definitely top 20 in at least the Netherlands as well. 
at um, least on Saturn. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Narcissism angel numbers. Thank you. I saw an influencer talking about angel numbers, and I want to say, like, if that is something you believe in and love, I think that's awesome. And if it makes you happy, like, do that. As mm-hmm. much as any, like, astrology, religion, series, like, f- field of beliefs can make you feel something. Like, I make mm-hmm. a wish on eleven eleven whenever I see it, and I think that's special. I have, like, little superstitions that, like, are fun. I had a friend who happens to be an only child, which is also usually the most narcissistic of the households you can come up with. I feel like most only children I meet are narcissists and think the world revolves around them because it did for the first 18 years of their life. And, like, that's not their fault and whatever. But this ex-friend, like, so obsessed with the angel numbers and the signs from the universe that it was, like... Girl, do you really think that you are so special that the angels need to talk to you constantly? And, like, what are they saying? 444? Like, cool. (laughs) I don't get what the meaning is behind it. There's specific meaning for each, like, repeating series. I care to not pay attention. Yeah. Anyway, it's just been, like, on my mind, and especially seeing influencers, multiple influencers in the past couple of weeks posting about it. It's just, like, okay, like, it's just so blatantly self-centered. And then not in like a fun and funny and cute way. Like me. I'm a perfect narcissist is what I need you to take away from this. Is that I'm good at narcissism and they're not. <laughs> you yeah, I mean. anything here today. I mean, I I don't believe in angels. Um, well, boy, do so, I have a surprise for you. She's so, here today, folks. Megan, Megan walks in. No, it's your dead um, sister, Sarah. <laughs> my angel. I start crying. Um, so. <laughs> She's going to be your sleep paralysis demon. Nick. So I don't believe in angels. I do believe in God. Not in a, not in a Catholic way. <laughs> and I don't want to get into it, but like. In more I of would, a gay way. In a gay, like I believe in the force from Star Wars type of way. But yeah, I mean, if it brings you comfort, cool. But like going on social media and being like, just drove past this house that had my angel numbers. I'm like, okay, then what? (laughs) In the same way. If it it brings you joy when you drive past it where you're like, oh, the same way we're like, I know know plenty of people who go to church and of whatever denomination. I know plenty of people who go to church and like that's something that brings them a lot of joy and a lot of peace and is like a nice like weekly thing for them. And I totally understand and respect that. However... No, there's there's no however. Like I get it and I respect it. Um it gets a little irritating when they go on a public forum and are just like, "Here's what Pastor Peter said this week." But also whatever. I mean, it's their social media, but I think it's just annoying. In terms cause... of the idea that like I don't know. I I need to gather my thoughts more on this before I like actually talk about it because I was about to say something that I don't actually fully agree with, but I will round yeah. this segment out. Real quick, I think it's just frustrating to see someone who showed such a different side of themselves to me when we split ways be Mm. on social media, like, doing these oracle card readings, and I pulled the fucking goddess of wealth and harmony, and it means that, like, my fucking chakras are aligned, and my angel number 777 is in the house of Jupiter. And I'm just like, you use could go real to therapy. Words. 
I just think that life is a little more simple than we are. Like, I feel like we're afraid to admit that life is kind of simple. And sometimes just like <laughs> be happy. We're running a meadow. Like I feel like mm-hmm. that super holistic spiritual thing is if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. But I feel like it can end up being so like toxic positivity and like fake deep, like just exist. How would you define toxic positivity? Because like my therapist said that a few weeks ago and I was like, I don't know what that means. Um, is literally the best example of it being like, I felt so alive dipping into the waters of and like promote positivity. You guys, this is all hate. Like, yeah. Okay. Can I talk about how I cleared my fucking skin? You can talk about whatever you want, baby girl. Okay. (laughs) I didn't realize how, okay. How many times a day do you wash your face with face wash? Mm, Once. I've been religiously washing my face once when I first wake up and the second time when I go to bed or take a shower Mm-hmm. for the last decade. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that it was like the problem with my skin. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. just overwashing my face. This, I think on Monday, maybe Sunday, I watched my fucking love of my life, Lindsay Rem. I watched her skincare <laughs> routine. And she said she doesn't wash her face in the morning. And then I texted Megan and I was like, out of curiosity, how often do you wash your face? And she said, once at night. And then she said, and I use a vitamin C serum and moisturizer in the morning. And I said, I'm going to try exactly that. My skin cleared up like overnight. She was like, Mm -hmm. hello, this is the real me. Yeah, I wash. I'm glowing. I wash my face uh, once a day with my face wash and with a. um, Okay. Um, (laughs) That was so scary. I wash my face with a face wash once a day and a face like brush, like an electronic like brush rotator thing once a day what with the brush with the electronic thing uh-huh uh-huh <gasps> oh my does is that a lot i just feel like that's over exfoliation most people don't use a like clarisonic or a brush thing more than like three times a week i feel like i wouldn't call it exfoliating. i guess you have this like tough it's... leathery man skin <laughs> so it's okay no i wouldn't call it exfoliating it's just it just gets the cleanser like old couch it just gets the cleanser it it does it just gets the cleanser to do its job better is what I how I think about it. Um that, no cuz like I'll I'll take the brush away and it's like discolored from like the dirt and grime and shit that's just collected on my face. What are you doing day. all day just playing in the mud? I live in Los Angeles. It's disgusting. Oh, okay. I guess you get a pass for being it's in LA. So gross. I just am greeted by the fresh wintergreen winds of the Pacific Northwest every day. So I do that. Uh, and then in the mornings, in the, I just don't have anything to add. I'm like, yeah, you're in the pastures. I'm in hell. So I, <laughs> in the mornings, I'll use like a toner with a cotton pad and just like wipe my face with that and then put uh, the serum on and then sunscreen. And then at night, I'll wash my face, use like a lighter toner and then moisturizer and then go to bed. I don't use sunscreen. You should. I don't want to. Yeah, you should. I'm trying to age how God intended. It's it, well, it's, it's not about stopping aging. It's about skin cancer. I will like, say that. If God wants me to have skin cancer, I will. And I'm like, girl, to... you just talked about how the universe doesn't care about you. 
Well, the universe cares about me. It's not oh the rest God. of you. <laughs> uh, you've been to uh, the hot, sunny desert with me. I don't tan my face. I put my face out of the sunlight. I put like a hat over my face. And then I tan the whole rest of my body because I don't care. I am still mismatched. My hand is darker than my face at all times. Someone yeah, said I, I was a reverse so. Kim Kardashian, which I thought was fucking hilarious. That is very funny, actually. I, 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 have, I have no memory of your tanning habits in Joshua Tree. Um, you weren't paying. Because I was like kind of drunk, kind of high that entire weekend. Uh, what a time. What a, what a time to have. I would love to have a white claw at 7 a.m. every day. That sounds so nice. Ta-ha-ha. I woke up and I was like, Ta-ha-ha. vodka Red Bull. <laughs> Yeah, that's 9 30 violence. AM. That's violence. A white claw is like equivalent to like a coffee. In terms of alcohol content. Alright, you guys know the drill. Me and Claire produce this thing. I do the sound mixing and editing, and music is from Anabolic Beats. Thank you to our immortal patrons, Ryan, Teresa Graham, Ab Curtis, John Sims, Laura Zimmerman, OP Queef, and Megan Donovan. Feel free to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at BrainCellGirls. You can also visit our website at www.BrainCellGirls.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Curl, and you can follow Claray on Instagram at the Grace Trap Queen, or on Twitter at Clar Smitty. Links are in the description. We also recently launched our Patreon, so if you want to support us and get some bonus content and ad-free episodes. Feel free to click the link in the show notes and become a patron.